Give me head, babe. Welcome to another edition of The Headbin, the weekly NRL Supercoach Draft podcast. Each week, we'll take a swing at the key topics influencing the world of Supercoach Draft, NRL, and the highlights from our very own weekly draft comp, The Headbin. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Headbin, the NRL Supercoach Draft podcast. I'm Dusty. I'm joined once again by Benny. How are you, mate? Yeah, good mate, good. Another another W in the bag for me, and you boys got a couple of L's, so I'm I'm stoked. And I, I heard I got called out last week for not fucking being here because I'd taken a loss, and you boys had had a win. So I was kind of hoping neither of you would show up this week. Uh, swings and roundabouts. Let's be honest, mate. You couldn't carry this thing by yourself. So, Luke, you're with us again this week, mate. How how are you? Yep, uh, resumed normal programming, got a touch-up, so, you know, I'm sort of numb to it now, just happens, so, yep. Yeah, yeah, some interesting results on the weekend, which we'll get to very shortly, boys, but um, some outstanding football played again on the weekend and uh, highlighted by, obviously, the Roosters-Storm game on the the Thursday night there and just... What an advertisement for the game! Like I know it's all been said before, but you just couldn't have hoped for a uh, for a better game of footy. And and I know there was a fair bit of a uh, fair few errors and things like that in the game, but regardless, I think that the uh, quality of actual football w- was outstanding. What's your take on it, lads? Oh yeah, like I called it. Um, I called it pretty early in the in the piece that it was the best game I'd seen this year. Um, I know there was a few errors in that, but I just thought the intensity was pretty high. Um, I think the errors were coming from really, really good contact in tackles. Blokes were just hitting hard and causing those errors. And then in the last sort of 15 minutes, obviously, Melbourne started making that comeback. And yeah, it was a fucking spectacle. Uh, the ice in in little Pappy's veins to, to hit his first drop goal in a situation like that, that's um, somebody pretty proud of. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. What about the, uh, the Brandon Smith hit on Lindsay Collins? Oh, that would have that ended me. That was just some solid concrete contact. And the one where Tino was down low and just folded him in half, and then yeah. um, Smith come in second, and just it was just the con- the sound oh. of it. It oh. was it was good. Yeah, it sounded like internal bleeding, is what it sounded like. <laughs> so, yes, yes, a very good football played on the weekend, and obviously Parramatta followed up. Um, oh, kept their good form going, uh, putting the Cowboys to the sword and. Oh, the Cowboys. Ah, oh, geez. And, and look, oh, in a true sign of how bad that club's going, Green has made the ridiculous decision to play a state of origin and Australian rep on the wing after bringing him back probably a week early. Um, I think it's a ludicrous decision. And they're going to get put to the sword again this week. Um, and uh, the Roosters will keep rolling on there. So they're in a bit of a world of hurt. And they've got a pretty ordinary run coming up to the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, it's true, and it's it's typical Green. Um, you know, he's always got to pull some bullshit like this out of left field during the year, and y- y- you know, I-, I highly doubt it's a request of Val Holmes for this to, to have occurred. So, yeah, you, I-, I didn't I didn't see it coming. I-, I really didn't. He was playing good footy before he got injured. He's back one week, and then this happens, and it was hardly his fault that they got pumped. 
Yeah, that's that's right. So some other good results, obviously, over the weekend. Lukey, your Panthers had a fantastic win over the Tigers, and that's uh, developing into a pretty uh, nice little rugby league rivalry between the Tigers and the uh, the Panthers. Well, to be honest with you, it was a it was a one way rivalry before Cleary went there and left. The Tigers hated Panthers, but we just never gave a fuck about it. Like it, it, we were more worried about Parramatta derbies than Tigers derbies, but it was yeah. a real big game the Tigers used to get up for. Um, but now, yeah, with Cleary's um, departure from the club, it's become, yeah, a, a, a two-way rivalry again, and oh, it's horrid on Twitter. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's really full on. It, it, sometimes you, oh, some of the West Tigers fans just look like they're taking it far too personally, like football. But, geez, they get fired up over it. Yeah, they certainly do. They certainly do. Benny... Uh... Your mob had a good win on the weekend too. Obviously, put the Titans to the sword, and it, uh, the, the Sharks are doing. Uh, it's it's funny, um, you know, what time can do and, and what winning can do uh, in footy. Because a month ago, they were basically in the position that the Broncos were at. People were questioning Johnson's worth. Uh, John Morris was on the chopping block as well. All of a sudden, a few good wins together, and and Johnson hasn't been playing any different than what he was at the start of the season. You know, he's still doing a lot for him. It's the blokes around him showing up, and all of a sudden, um, you are you in the eight? I think you. Yeah, we're seventh. Yeah, yeah, seventh. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a big climb in a couple of weeks. Um, <clears throat> look, we haven't played the best opposition. Manly were one week, like the first week back without Tommy. Um, they were better again this week without Tommy. As we spoke, uh, as we spoke about it, Manly don't have that nine. So yeah. <sighs> I'm not judging it off those couple of good wins. I want to see us against Penrith this weekend against a, a true competition um, hot shot and just see how we go. I mean, John, Johnson's game, Johnson's been playing better, but his game's been pretty one-dimensional. We've scored a lot of tries off that, that little nudge in behind. It's hard to know. Um, like I said, we haven't played quality opposition since we've been winning a few games and yeah, it'll be a bit of a test, I think. Yep. Good stuff. All right, lads, let's uh, get into a bit of the headbin action and what happened over the weekend. Uh, Benny, how'd you go, buddy? Yeah, mate, as I said before, got up. Um, I had a win just under 100 points over Bob's Battlers. So he is actually battling a little bit at the moment. He lost to Lukey last week. Uh, no, he got, lost to me. Oh, sorry, lost to you last week, yeah. And uh, and he got he got done this week. So it was a, a fairly even game. Um, I was talking to Lukey about it yesterday. We both had only like three or I think three players each or maybe four go under 50. Everybody else went over 50 um, and like he had quite a few 60s. The difference was Teddy's 108 points. For me, I had him vice-captained um, and I pulled the loophole on him and uh, and he had Ponga captain and Ponga obviously only played 69 minutes but he still only knocked out 19 points in that 69 minutes which uh, pretty much sunk him. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I was pretty happy with Gerbo. Uh, he got a, a 70, uh, 73, a 71, so I think. And um, yeah, I was, I was yeah, uh, that, that's sort of what we, I picked him up for. You want that 65 plus out of him in just in base every week. And it looks like he's starting to realize that without his brother there, he needs to step up a little bit and do a little bit more work, which is which is good. Um Obviously, I've got Fanua Blake, and without that sin binning at the end, he knocks out a 68 in, in like base, pure base, uh, which I'm really happy with. Now he's out for three weeks. 
Uh, Jeremy Marshall King knocked out a, a 57 for me. Um, now, he got a, 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 a try assist and a line break assist. Uh, otherwise, he only got 37 uh, when Carrot Holland came on and spelled him. So, it probably has me on the, hunt, on the hunt for a new hooker. Last week, he was pretty average. He got moved to the centers and scored me 29. So, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to be looking a team trade or a, or a waiver for a new hooker but um but otherwise yeah it was a good win it was good to get another w and, and move back up the ladder a little bit i think i'm back in back in fifth yeah a fair bit of movement on our ladder which we'll touch on um in a minute lukey uh how'd you go mate obviously uh yeah you took a pretty heavy l yeah i won't bore you guys with it tell all the listeners with it too much because yeah it was a fairly comprehensive beating and um yeah it seems to be a regular occurrence but anyway i shelled four players to waivers last week um, just in an effort to just try and get some new blood into the side um, and uh, it was pretty underwhelming Hiku 49 Shane Wright 45 and then I got Thomas Flegler who I thought with the start 34 points and Jermaine Asako 34 you know I had three players score over 50 it was just an absolute shit show just a shit show <laughs> it was disgusting <laughs> so yeah that was uh, that was my weekend in a nutshell so yeah, yeah Luke, Luke, he might be looking for a new uh, new hooker as well. Hodgson is just, he, he is shitting the bed every week. He, he's, so he's basing 40, right? All he needs is one try contribution or assist or something again, and he goes over 50, which is all I want from him. Just want him to average over 50 consistently, you know? Last week, he put uh, Papa over for a try, gets 69. All I want, mate. That's all I want. Yeah, uh, don't know what to do. Don't know what you do there. Um, it's hard to. Well, we, we've talked about holding him for the last couple of weeks, but uh, even in the games where they're winning big, he's he's not really putting up numbers. So, mm, yeah, tough one for you, unfortunately. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about my matchup either. I uh, I got the L. Uh, my opponent pulled the loop on Gutho. And it was over on Friday night. So those who uh, saw on Twitter saw how happy I was. <laughs> it's time to just watch the weekend go by and know that uh, know that it was all over on Friday night. And the bloke I played to was really just sticking the boot in because the uh, the, the non-playing player that he bought in just uh, happened to be from South Bulldogs game. So he just made me wait for it the whole weekend. Um, so, yeah, rode the L. I've dropped out of the five now on four and against because it was a 140-odd point loss, which fucking sucks because, uh, yeah, unfortunately, um, yeah, that, that happens. So um, we just get back on the saddle again. And, Benny, you and I facing off this week. So um, Yeah, I, I want to know your thoughts on the – I know we put a put a poll out about the uh, captaincy, vice-captaincies, um, and I want to know your thoughts on that with, with – Teddy playing the Cowboys on Thursday night. Yeah, so basically on the weekend I put a poll up and those would have seen on Twitter. And uh, I was all full captaincies and vice captaincies and, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a good variable and takes a bit of thought. Right now on Tuesday night at 8.25, I fucking hate them. <laughs> it's going to happen to me again. Teddy, Teddy playing the Cowboys again on uh, Thursday night uh, is an absolute VC dream. Um and these fucking cowboys, man, like seriously, like any chance, any danger of them actually playing some half-decent defense in a fucking game? Unbelievable. Like how do you get rolled by uh, Parramatta side so badly that are missing Nathan Brown and Moses? Like there's just no effort there. Like mate, Paul Green should be in the uh, the crosshairs of all uh, 
all journos and rugby league media uh, for the next couple of weeks because, uh, yeah, fuck them. Just fuck them. So that was my result. <laughs> Move on to next week and we'll see what happens between you and I this week, Benny. Can't wait, um, mate. But- yeah, yeah, good times, good fucking times. Uh, <laughs> I'm not bitter at all. Uh, <laughs> but some other results in the head bin uh, over the course of the weekend. Uh, no regrets. Uh, Azza, who was on last week, he's taken another L. And Nate's Dogs uh, is coming into some red-hot form at the moment. He's put up a 9.57 and uh, gave gave Azza a bit of a bath, who hit 7.87 and then uh, go to fire our rookie heaped more misery on the madmen who are now 0 and 8 and <laughs> he doesn't still get any won't he's, fucking trade he's put up an 8.94 and lost that sucks doesn't it he really is Canterbury he's, he's Canterbury he, he plays really well in losses against good teams, but then when he should actually win, like against me, he shits the bed. He, he's Canterbury to a T. Yeah, yeah. So I saw during the week he was entertaining some trades, but uh, his counter offers were just disgusting. So so stinky. So stinky. Yeah. You know what it reeked of? A bloke who's not used to trading, doesn't know the currency, doesn't understand negotiation. Yeah. Either that or it's just he's doing it on purpose. But either way, um, uh, nothing changes if nothing changes. So, yeah, oh, well, zero and eight. It's going to be hard for him to uh, to make the five from here. But uh, just jumping into our ladder, uh, Meadows Mungrel's still out on top with a uh, comprehensive points differential. Um at seven and one, Holmes Boys at two, Gutterfire at three, Nate's Dogs has shot up from about seventh into the top five. Benny, you're sitting at fifth now at four and four. I'm at four and four at six on four and against. Lukey, you're at four and four, uh, sitting at seventh. And then we go to Bob's Battlers at three and five, No Regrets at three and five, and then the Mad Men at zero and eight. Just want to touch on something really quickly, lads, in terms of um, points differential, because there was a bit of chat happening about that over the weekend and stuff as well. I reckon, and I might even put this to, to the super coach bigwigs, I reckon in head-to-head competitions, it shouldn't be points differential. It should be points scored. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's I think, the only thing you've got control on. Yeah. Exa- oh. Exactly. You've got no control over what your opposition does. So the points differential should be points scored. So it probably doesn't change um, it too much, but then um, there's, there's obviously... Some guys like, for instance, Bob Battlers has scored six and a half thousand points scored. Now he's sitting at um, in eight. If he wins, right, that would put him further into the five than just maybe on the outside because his points differential is dictating that. So, yeah, it's interesting. But uh, poor old uh, Madman down there, he's sitting at negative one thousand and seventy-three after the uh, first half of the competition. Hard to come back from that. So. Good times. All right, lads, that's a head bin review for the week. Let's jump into our game reviews. I play like shit. Last night I play like shit. Last night I play like shit. All right, Benny, so you can kick it off tonight. We touched a little bit on the uh, the Storm and the Roosters, but uh, do a bit more of a deep dive for us, buddy. Yeah, look, oh, as I said, it was the best game. It was such a, a good spectacle for the game, and, and with people from um, other countries that don't normally watch rugby league tuning in um, still 
I believe it's yeah, it's only done good things that sort of a game at club club level. Um, so that, that that reeked of Origin and and Finals footy that was so good. As we saw, there was a lot of errors and uh, like I said, I, I think it was the contact more than anything. Um, but yeah. Storm kicked into gear in the last 15 and decided to chase down that lead. So it's good to see that the Storm are still contenders. They're still up there because they, they kind of, they were winning, but, you know, they're not convincing. They, they haven't been convincing this year, as convincing as other years. Um, so it, it's good to see them see them get up there. I mean, I used to hate them, but yeah, I, I, I do like Pappenhausen, so I do like to see him win now. And without Munster too. Yeah, without Munster's cool. a good effort. Um, so it remains to be seen... Um, hopefully, Jerome Hughes can uh, repeat you know, a few performances like like he did the other the other night. He was a lot better uh, than he has been. It was I think he was running a bit more than normal, uh, and that's that seems to be his danger is his running game. He's, he hasn't really got a passing game, so um, I think he needs to take on the line a bit more. Um, as for Super Coach wise, notable notable scorers were probably Hughes with an eighty five. I think Crichton got an eighty two. Um, B-Moz and J-Moz knocking out 80s again. Now, Nate's dogs in our league has got both the Morris brothers. Yeah. So, he's going to load <laughs> them up this weekend against the cows. And those oh, those yeah. boys are just carrying him. They're fucking knocking out 80 pluses every week without dramas. So, um, they're pretty pretty handy to have in your team. Um, Kiri went over 80 as well. Uh, Flano and TKO both went over 60. So, there was some good scores in that Roosters side. Um even though they lost, funnily enough, the Storm didn't have that many over 60. They had a couple over 50, but the rest were sort of mid 40. So even though the Storm won that game, they matched it with the Roosters clearly uh, on the field. Uh, didn't convert to, to super coach points. Um, Stud for the game, uh, I'll have to give Teddy 108 points. And nobody thought he deserved it. You threw it up on Twitter and said there's no way he turned up. But yeah, still don't. Still, still don't. don't. It, well, apparently, um, he got a try contribution. Made six tackles and nine tackle busts, eight effective offloads, two line breaks, one line break assist, 16 hit-ups over eight metres and another eight hit-ups under eight metres. So there's 32 points in just hit-ups over eight metres, 40 points in hit-ups altogether. Maybe it was just how good the game was and I didn't notice him, but did not seem like he had that game at all. No, no, you're right. And I didn't think, I didn't expect that out of him. Like I said, we were talking about it on uh, on Thursday night when it was originally a 70. And I was like, fuck, I'm not pulling the loophole on that. It was lucky that my captain wasn't playing until Sunday. So I could wait it out and see what it got changed yeah. to. Um, if yeah. I had to pl- if I had a captain playing on Saturday afternoon, I think it changed to 108 on Saturday night later about 7.30 I think the 7.30 game so if I had a captain playing at 5.30 or the earlier game on Saturday what am I going to do oh I've got to captain him and take I don't want to take the 70 and then he gets upgraded to 108 so yeah it's a little bit um, still a little bit sketchy with that VC loophole situation and the the, uh, upgrades but yeah um, we'll see how that turns out it's better to see if you can get a, a VC playing Thursday Friday and your captain playing Sunday it works out perfectly um, my dad, dad for that game it has to go to Joey Manu <laughs> crashes back to earth after a 94 last week mm. with a 21 um, yeah. it's pretty disappointing seeing what he can do at fullback and knowing that you know, half the clubs in the NRL are probably having starting at fullback and, uh, and he knocks out a 21 in the centres so it's unfortunate Lukey take us through the Raiders and the Dragons mate 
Yeah, well, 22-16 to the Raiders, their first game back at um, Canberra Stadium. Didn't really respond, though. It was sort of a really... uh, It wasn't the greatest game to watch. Uh, The Raiders sort of always looked in control but didn't look great doing it. And the the Dragons sort of had a bit of a late flurry and looked like they could have got there but probably were never really in it. For me, the start of the game was Ewan Aitken. He looked like 2017 Ewan Aitken the other night. He he, he had a really good game. And, And... to be honest, like there's not that many really solid defensive centers in the league anymore. So it makes you wonder how shit of a coach Mary is because this bloke just can't find consistent first grade, you know. Um, but anyway, so he's put up an 84 in a really good performance. And uh, just to double down on your comp, your selection from last week, D-Lane, um, Adam Clune again, 26, just and mm. didn't feature, didn't do anything. Um, I note that there were some changes, and we'll go through that in the team list, but uh, he, he keeps his spot. And, yeah, I, I, I don't see what he's giving them that Ben Hunt wasn't. Yeah, yeah, and it looks like that's his ceiling. Okay, so uh, I'll take us through, and this is just a punish, that I have to take us through the, the Eels and the Cowboys when my fate was sealed. Um, yeah, look... It's just the Gutho show. It was just the Gutho show. Everything he touched, like, and it wasn't just the tries. like his run backs. He was beating two and three tackles at a time. Um, you know, it all flows. His hit ups were really good. Great, some great dummy half running. He just played the all round, almost perfect game. Uh, to be honest, he, he fantastic goal kicking. Um, Mike Acevo was obviously good, but you know, didn't have to run more than five meters to score any of his tries. But um, I guess that's what you get. You want someone who, if they bust out four tries, to at least be putting up somewhere around uh, 150. Um, for the Cowboys, oh, geez, you know, pretty ordinary. Josh McGuire tried his ass off, um, hit about 70 points, um, 78 points and 70 of that. It's probably in base. Reese Robson was was pretty solid as well. Tamalolo put up Tamalolo numbers, but again, um, just just didn't feature. And I think teams are starting to sort him out a little bit. Um, in terms of uh, how to make him less effective uh, on the field. Um, Unfortunately uh, for Blake Ferguson, work rate was up a little bit more and he got a 48, but he still still can't get that meat pie, unfortunately. Um, Gutho is obviously the stud here, and uh, we only have to go over to uh, the Cowboys. Um, Clifford, you know, put up a great game against the, the Knights, but he's turned out a 15 here. Um, against the Eels and just just didn't feature at all. So there's my stud and dud for that game. Benny, Titans and Sharks, mate. Yeah, look, as I spoke about before, good to get a win, even though, you know, the Titans were looking promising there and then, yeah, they, they sort of fell in a heap in this game. Cronulla turned up and they didn't look like they were ready. Titans have been a bit of a bogey side for Cronulla over the last few years. They've always given us a bit of a trouble. Um, so it was good to see us get a decent win here. Uh, there's not a lot to talk about. Um Look, I think um, both for more. I think that was his debut. Um, and he looked pretty sharp, man. He was um, he was pretty quick and he hit a few good lines off Ash Taylor. He got a, a couple of line breaks and he knocked out a 76, um, which is probably something to keep an eye on. Um, he got quite a few minutes there. It may have been an injury. I can't remember. But... Um, but yeah, I think he was pretty sharp. I, I think I sent a, you, you boys a message and said he's got some toe. Um, so he's someone to probably keep an eye on over the next few weeks is, is both for more. Um, 
Anthony Don knocked out a 71. He got a try. He does Don things, random shit, where he just fucking scores tries. And then he knocks you out a 20 the next week. So still irrelevant in my eyes. Um, Only a first grader at the Gold Coast. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Like, he does some freakish shit that... But it just seems to be only every now and again, and he just, like, he's not consistent enough. He doesn't offer anything else except these one-off random crap that he does. For Cronulla, it looked like uh, Fafita is getting some leg speed back uh, in that knee, and he's him coming off the bench seems to be working way better. Now, I don't know why the fuck Boris keeps naming Ueli on the bench and then starting him. Just fucking name Ueli to start and bring Fafita off the bench. It's no surprise that you're going to do it. Just fucking do it. Um, but speaking of those two, Fafita knocked out an 83 with a try and Ueli got an 81 with a try. Now, that's two weeks in a row Ueli's got a try. So he's got an inflated average at the moment with a couple of a couple of meaties there. But um, mate, they're both, um, both starting to lay our platform now, which is good. Toby Rudolph's been good for us as well. So it's, it's good to see the forwards finally turning up. Um, but I guess with... With um with with blokes like Ueli, that that's the whole thing, isn't it? Yes, it might have an inflated score with a try, but there's not too many like like try scoring front rowers in the league. No, he's he you is know? a try scoring front rower. Yeah, that's the upside. Like you know, yeah. him and blokes, blokes like Vaughny uh, are pretty good. Ryan James, when they were playing, they've got that upside. So you know, and they when they're close to the line, it's that big body good. close to the line yeah. for Feeder and and Ueli. They just yeah. yeah, the big body pulls them through the line. Um, Look, you dropped Bruton Akora and uh, you picked him up. Did you pick him up and then drop him again? Nah. Nah. I just I just pick I just dropped him. Just dropped him. And <laughs> he got an eighty. He got his first yeah. try and knocked out an eighty. So yeah. that's unfortunate. Um good line too that he It hit. was a good line and that's he should be hitting them all the fucking time to be honest. Yeah. That's that's his line, like that's why Johnson wanted him out there when he came to Cronulla. Um, yep. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He's had a pretty off year. Um, Townsend and Johnson we both went over 70 also, which was good. The stud for the game for me, though, uh, was Braley. He played well. It's his best game yet. He made 36 yep. tackles. He got a line break try, a forced dropout, two tackle busts, and two forced turnovers. Um, Didn't he kick so a 50-10 as well? He kicked a 50-10, yep. yep. Or a 40-20. Playing too much tag, man. <laughs> Um, he did, yeah. So, look, uh, my yeah. dad for the game comes from the winning side, though, and it's Josh Dugan. Um, moving from the center to fullback when Moylan went off with a hamstring again, um, and he scored 16 points in 80 minutes in a side that puts up 40. That's a fucking oof. That's that's a big problem. Sorry, Josh. Yeah. He's just gone, eh? Look, to me, the shark, there was two Sharks teams on the weekend. There was the first half Sharks where Matt Morland was running the show and then there was the second half Sharks where they won by committee. And blokes like Townsend had more of a say. Johnson was good. Braley was really good as well. Um, you know, Wade Graham. Uh, look, I, I think that's the better-looking Cronulla. I, I think the Moylan thing... Uh, I didn't I like that Moylan thing they were doing. He was at first receiver on both sides of the ruck and then he had... Townsend and Johnson out the back, and it just didn't work. No, like didn't it was work fucking weird. So anyway, he was throwing some shitty pill, as he does. Yep. Anyway, that's yeah. all that needs to be said about that game. Yep. Loki Warriors and Broncos. Benny, you weren't here last week to celebrate the uh, Titans' victory over the Broncos, but you've made it back. And um, I'm fucking boys, so happy. Hey, if we can celebrate <laughs> again, fuck yes. Yep. 
Unbelievable. Another great performance. Wouldn't it be great if they lost this week and lost to the three worst teams in the league, which would be apt and on brand for them because they are the worst team in the league at the moment. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was uh, uh, oh, not last minute, but it, uh, Warriors come from behind victory and they sort of really punched it home in the last 10 minutes. Um, they were looking pretty ordinary to start the game. They, they couldn't really get too much right and the Broncos sort of came out firing and um, looked like they were probably going to going to get it um, but no the, the Warriors just had more ticker after the half and wanted it more and um, Blake Green just the wily veteran just showed the Brisbane halves how to finish off a game and um, he looked really good and um, there were some really decent contributors for the Warriors to, to get that win um, but my stud for the game is uh, returning Ken Momalo um, he sort of returned to that Momalo that we sort of Got to, got to love last year. Uh, it'd be a shame if he goes back to New Zealand on the, the, the compassionate ground that uh, he's looking to because if he can throw up some more performances like that, I think the Warriors can get on the back of that. Um, as far as uh, duds go, um, even though the Broncos lost the game, my dud of the game was Patrick Herbert. Um, coming off a really good 60 against Melbourne the week before, um, I sort of thought that maybe he would uh, back that up in a game against a lesser opponent, but he's only knocked out a 17. So there would have been some um, people out there in leagues that picked him up last week on the back of that uh, good performance versus Melbourne, but uh, no, he hasn't followed that up. Uh, I'll take us through the, the Panthers and the, the Tigers. Great game on um, on the Saturday night. was just... Uh, was just a really, really good contest from from start to finish. Bit of a grind. Um, look, I, I'll have to go with my stud. Look, Jerome Luai was fantastic for you guys. Uh, that was probably his best game that he's played. He yep. looked really solid. He kicked really well. His short kicking um, at the line this year has been really, really good. Uh, he's obviously been working on that. Um, and so, you know, got a few force dropouts, um, had a line break himself and uh, obviously, um, uh, sorry, no, that's not him, uh, had two try assists, uh, which is which has propped that up. Mansour was good again uh, and Cleary had a pretty solid game. Corey uh, came back to form, Luke, and I, you and I spoke about it during the week where he was pretty pretty sound over the last couple of weeks, but uh, busted out in 81 and had a fantastic game. Obviously, put Dylan Edwards over for that try late in the piece, which sealed the game for you guys. For the Tigers, uh, Harry Grant was good again. Uh, had some dubious... They haven't given him a try assist uh, either, Lukey, which, which we thought they might have. He's got a try contribution there, but he busted out 52 tackles. Um, had a couple of runs and stuff like that. So he's still putting up good numbers, even in the tight games. Um, Eisenhuth had a cracker. He obviously got that try and busted out a 94. Uh, unfortunately for um, the dud, uh, I'm going to have to go with Brent Naden, uh, 22. Just struggled to get involved in the game, I thought. Um, had a great game the week before. Uh, but didn't really get in, involved in the game. He's been named again this week, obviously with the 2-0 injury, so hopefully he can uh, provide a little bit more spark out there for the Panthers. Crichton was good. I think we called it during the week that he'd be a good pickup, um, and he had a pretty good game there as well. So, lads, that's the, uh, the Tigers and the Panthers. Benny, uh, Eagles and Knights. Yeah, mate, another good game, um, as expected. Uh, look... 
I thought the Knights have been a little bit average in the last couple of weeks. I don't know what it is. They looked really dominant a few weeks back. And then the last two weeks after the loss to the Cowboys, they looked average, real average there. And they didn't look great against the Eagles. Um, look, it, it was a good game. They got up. Um, a contentious loss for the Eagles again for the second time this season. Now, everyone's pretty much in agreement that it should have been a penalty. Um, but I don't see Reuben Garrett kicking that from the sideline, to be honest. Too much pressure for a bloke who doesn't hasn't been kicking that long and his kick percentage isn't that high. So I think the Knights win that regardless. Um, the fans are pretty upset about it. The Manly fans on, on uh, social media are pretty upset. But uh, it, it's cost me cost me Fanua Blake for three weeks with his little outburst. Um, dumbass. Here's, here's a hot take. Their frustration wasn't with that last call. Their frustration was with the fact that they had 40-odd tackles in our half. And couldn't or, score. I mean, in our 20 minutes and couldn't score. And Cherry yeah. Evans bombed an absolute... He, he bombed um, a try there himself. They had, two content, they had two tries where blokes knocked balls on from bombs. They couldn't get through us. That's what they were frustrated with. And, and and as Cherry Evans said at the end of the game, they left it up to somebody else to decide. They weren't the ones that decided the game. So, yeah. Yeah, unfortunate for the fans, but it is what it is. Oh, um, fuck them, mate. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, of course you'd say that. You're a fucking night supporter. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, fuck them. Um, look, like I said earlier, they're still missing that quality nine that got them through the Tommyless times last year. They had Fino, they had Coruscant to guide them through that. This year, they don't have that, and it's showing. Um, although, Cherry took better control in this game, um, and Jake Turbo, as I spoke about earlier, stepped up, so that was good. Um, for the Knights, good scorers. We got Andrew McCulloch went pretty well, 78 points. I believe he made something like 55 tackles, um, which is pretty handy if you've picked him up off the waivers after the switch. And I don't know what it spells for Connor Watson being on the bench this week. So, uh, I've heard that he's one to two weeks away. Still. Yeah, okay. He's in the um, reserves, but yeah, I, I don't know. He's not going to get a lot of time at hooker, so he might be doing that running 13 role, I believe. Um, well, we've got some injuries in our forwards, so yeah. we could definitely use use him kind of in that space. Um, Daniel Saifidi performed well again. The 72, David Clemmer with a 72. Those boys are pretty well set and forget at the moment. Um, they're pretty handy to have on your side. Guerra stepped up uh, with the injury to... Who got injured? Um, Sione Matadia, yeah, got injured and Guerra stepped up, knocked out a 68, so you're pretty happy with that. Kurt Mann still doing Kurt Mann things and scoring tries, knocking out 60s, so you'd be pretty happy if you picked him up as well. Uh, Cade Cust came off the bench and knocked out a 67 for Manly. Um, Man, come I don't on, know where. he's got to play. He's got to play we, half. Lachlan Croak is we, fucking terrible. We called it. Um, we called it weeks ago yeah um, he's got to be in the side like he's got to be in the side like uh, I don't know yeah anyway, anyway. Marty Tapel knocked out a 61 um, now Fanua Blake only got a 52 after the send off but uh, he he got a 68 before that send off so yeah oh, I'm pretty happy with that and I just yeah it'd be handy to have him for the next few weeks Jake Dvojevic knocked out a 73 it was as I said earlier uh, but start of the game yeah goes to DCE with a 99 uh, got a try, try assist, 18 tackles, nine tackle breaks, one line break, three line break assists, nine hit ups, um, a couple of errors, and a sin bin cost him his his ton. But um, yep. but he played he played pretty well. Uh, as I said, he bombed that try at the end. But super coach wise, he was a bit of a stud. Uh, the dud for me, I know he got knocked out in about 67th minute. 
but it has to be Ponga, man. 19, 19 points from Ponga in 69 minutes or 67 minutes was uh, a bit bit unfortunate. And that's two goals as well. So two goals, two tackle breaks, um, mm. four hit-ups and a tackle, three missed tackles and three errors for 19 points. So you'd be disappointed. My opponent had him and, and I'm sure he was. Anyway, Lukey, take us through the dogs and the bunnies to finish us off, mate. Yep, I'll keep it quick. So, um, yep, the bunnies got home in this one, 26 to 10. Again, it was uh, another game where the the uh, bunnies sort of had them at arm's length. The dogs sort of showed a bit of fight and made a bit of a spectacle of it. Um, but in the end, they just weren't good enough and some errors at crucial times just brought them undone. Um, punch awaited by the injury to the best player of all year, which was Adam Elliott. Um, really good to see him start playing some good footy because I think he's a much better player than what he is able to show at the Dogs. But uh, he's going to be done for the season now, so that's unfortunate for them. Start of the game, I've gone with uh, Fatala Mariner. Uh, he got a meat pie, I know, but just, you know, he's been pretty consistent base-wise, so when he knocks over, gets a excuse me, over the try line, um, you're going to get a good score and he's got an 89 there. I didn't have a dud of the game. I, I went through everyone and based on everyone's minutes that they got, there, it was a lot of PPM, um, one a point a minute performers, even the ones that sort of played 20 minutes. And I was sort of like, there's no one who's really underperformed in this game. So yeah, there's no duds in this game. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. All good. All right, lads. That's our uh, game reviews for the week. Let's jump into Teamless Tuesday. program to bring you a special report. Congratulations. The rest of you made the team. <sighs> Except you, you and you. So Benny, you'll kick us off, mate. Cows and roosters and you're frothing, obviously. Frothing. Oh, mate, ready for it. Keen as bring on Thursday night and a, and a D-lane loss. Um, look, oh, mate, Thursday. I hope, gets, I hope he gets AIDS. Just... <laughs> you never know, mate. Like he could, he could end up knocking out a, a first sixty, and you know, I could be in trouble by then. But um, look, Thursday... don't forget what happened late last year in this game. Remember the Cowboys got him, yeah, and the Cowboys didn't have Remember Morgan that. or anyone. It was that it yeah. was that real young Cowboys, and the um, Roosters just shit the bed with I, a full strength squad. I can't, I can't yeah. see the Roosters shit in the bed after losing to Melbourne. Yeah, to be honest. Nah, um, look, Thursday seven fifty. They play at Country Bank, which is good for the Cowboys, but I don't think it's enough. Um, there's no Broncos game again Thursday night I'm fucking stoked so I don't care even if I'm watching a shit game that's a blowout by 50 I'm not watching the Broncos get blown out by 50 <laughs> so that's all good um, I, I think the Roosters bounce back here and put a cricket score on to be perfectly honest I, I can't see them I think they've got it they're going to have a point to prove now that they've lost to Melbourne um, and yeah uh, the Cowboys are going to be the victim um, as for changes the, the Cowboys we spoke about it earlier have moved Valentine Holmes to the wing in a fucking strange change and brought the hammer back into the fullback. Um, Opacic and Justin O'Neill. Now, Justin O'Neill cost me a good fucking 20 points on the weekend because that cunt can't catch. It's fucking terrible. So, yeah. he's been dropped. Uh, I believe he's been dropped. Has he been injured? Because I couldn't find anything on the casualty ward about him. Mm. I'm pretty sure he's, him and Opacic have just been dropped. He's just an out, yeah. I'm pretty sure they've yep. just been dropped. So, Connolly Lamulu comes back into the centres. Um, and I think Cowboys fans will be tra- praising the dropping of O'Neill. I think I think Opacic deserved to stay there. To, to be honest, he hasn't been that bad. Uh, but O'Neill's been rubbish for quite a while. So um, and Tom Gilbert comes onto the bench in place of Reuben Cotter as well. Spells good things for Robson owners. As for the Roosters, uh, Tupu's out for six weeks. Uh, he's had surgery on a Moses injury from last week, and 
yeah, that's a, a bit of a uh, bit of a knock for for Tupu owners. He's been pretty good. Uh, brings Ryan Hall onto the wing, and Boyd Gordon has been out this week. Uh, he copped a head knock in last week's game, um, and that um, brings Orbison into the starting side. So everyone knows that Orbison's a two RF saddling jewel and up against the Cowboys he's probably a pretty good start um, yeah pretty juicy yeah couple of handy replacements really that come in for a team with arguably the best depth in the competition when you can just bring in blokes like Ryan Hall and Mitch Orbison to cover, <laughs> cover your yeah. injuries yeah. Um, captaincy vice captaincy you could throw the C's to uh, in the, on a Thursday night game on Teddy uh, Lolo Moz, and maybe even Kyle Flanagan um, vice captaincies uh, Angus Crichton too. Look, mate, you could light up this, light up this Roosters line in, in the vice captains. Oh, just take a pick. Yeah, just take, take a, a pick, pick, mate. Crichton, Butcher, TKO, Kiri, Jamos, Hall. You, if you really wanted to, you could throw a couple on the Hammer or Holmes and hope they might get a try. And uh, maybe Joey Manu as well. Um, that's yeah. As for pickups this week, I think if you're centre wing needy, Ryan Hall is a must. You have mm-hmm. to take him, and if you've got top waiver, you have to take him. He's going to knock you out fifty in base every week. He's he's proved that already. Um, he, he's he likes his runs. He gets some pretty good post contact meters. So and he's, he's always good at sniffing out a try there on that Rooster's Edge. Uh, Orbo is another good center wing play this week. Um, he could even play him in two RFs against the Cowboys. And if someone's dropped the hammer uh, when he didn't get his spot back last week he's probably a pickup as well maybe not for this game but definitely for, for future games against the weaker sides uh, Lukey you got us for the Titans and the Warriors yep this is the uh, Friday night 6pm time slot um, so bottom of the battle of the uh, cellar dwellers here uh, these guys although the Warriors have got a few wins up now so they're not uh, too far down um, as far as changes go there's a few for the Titans um, Corey Thompson moves back to fullback Ty Roberts has been dropped um, Bo Firma that uh, you were referring to before Benny has been named to start but in the centres which is really disappointing they've stuck with Cartwright in the centres which is yeah, I, I swear some coaches are just um, blinded by the price tag of these blokes. I, I don't get it. Um, a debutante by the name of Tremaine Spry um, comes into um, the side on the wing. Um, Mitch Rain's picked up an injury and he's replaced by Aaron Clark. And Sam Stone comes in at, at uh, second row. Uh, I don't see what it, ha- what it is with Sam Stone, but um, yeah, no. the Titans seem to. So, um, and then for the Warriors, obviously RTS comes back into the side at fullback, which moves Hiku to the centres and Beal out of the side. Harris Tavita's been named. Nikarima's been given the week off. Um, so obviously it was a it was a fairly decent concussion from the look of it. Um, Carl Lawton gets named at lock here, and Jazz Tavanga gets named on the bench. So just. Um, just with uh, Tohu Harris there, just keep an eye on that. He'll obviously still play 80. Does he get the same stats? I don't think so. But um, I think he's still a solid second row option because he's going to be the number one target in that side. Um, Tavanga, I wouldn't be playing him for a couple of weeks till I know what sort of minutes he's going to be getting. Um, you've got to think that he'll come on at 13 and Lawton will go to nine and spell Egan. Yep. So Lawton could be a handy little pickup at hooker there, I think. He might be hooker centre wing, Lawton. So 
mm-hmm. check him out. Have a have I a. I think he's hooker two RF. Possibly, um, yeah, but uh, dual position anyway, so he might be worth a little. Uh, no, um, he's just a hooker. hooker just only. a hooker. Yeah. Okay, still still worth it. There's nothing in the hooker pool really, so might be worthwhile. He might see some minutes there, but um, yeah, that's that's that game now for our captains, vice captains. Um, I reckon you can probably only really throw the captaincy on um, Fodawaka here. Um, he has been a little bit down, but. Um, you know, he's, he's still capable of a good score. Uh, Vice-captaincies, I'd go uh, two of us, a Sheck uh, and Tohu Harris. Just I wouldn't put the captaincy on Harris because of the presence of Tavanga. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And um, pickups, obviously, if Tavanga was on waivers, grab him as a stash, sit on him for a couple of weeks. Now, with Firma, he was a pickup, but... I don't think he is now because he's a second row only and you can't have a second rower who's playing in the centres in real life. You, you, it just doesn't equate. The other way around works. Yeah. You've got a, a centre winger who's playing second row in real life. But, yeah, for this. So, I mean, you could pick him up, but he's just not going to get second row numbers playing in the centres. And, look, I don't mind maybe a sneaky... VC on Ash Taylor. I know he didn't have a great game last week, but they are playing the Warriors, so there's not going to be a hell of a lot of defense in this game. And look, if Peter Hiku is still on on your waivers and stuff, he's going to be up against either one of those second rowers this week. So him or David Fusatua might be a play as well. All right, lads. Uh, I've got the Rabbits and the Tigers. Um, this should be a pretty good game, I would think. Two teams fairly evenly matched, I think, for the for the where they are on the ladder and um, how they're going. Uh, for the Bunnies, uh, obviously, Braden Burns had that sickening knee injury, so he's not going to be part of that uh, that back four or the, the centre three-quarter rotation this week. Um, but as per program, pretty much for the Bunnies, um, no real key ins and outs with them. Uh, with the Tigers, Michael Cheekham moves into the centres. And now this is the same kind of scenario as Bo from a... Um, he's a second row centre jewel, but you want him in the second row and play him in your centres, not the other way around uh, with Michael Cheekham. But good to see him get a start. Embi seems to have shaken off that uh, that knee injury, uh, that hyperextension that he had, but he won't be goal kicking anymore, I wouldn't think. Um, so uh, I don't know if he's much of a play this week as well. Uh, Ghana, Luciana Leilua and Eisenhuth round out the back row there as well. Uh, on the bench, four forwards on the bench again. So um, just, just tread with caution if you're going to pick up any of the available Tigers players there. Um, in terms of vice captaincies, I think that um, obviously Noffa uh, is, is a good shout. Uh, for the Tigers, you may want to play Brooks as well in this one, but definitely Harry Grant. For the Bunnies, Latrell is a good shout. Maybe even a Campbell Graham with this one and Damian Cook and Cam Murray for this one. Pickups, uh, as I said, um, not a hell of a lot in this one, to be fair. Um, no real pickups. I wouldn't touch Michael Cheekham in this matchup. Tommy Talau, if he's on waivers, you uh, could maybe spend a low wave up. His points have been propped up by tries over the last couple of weeks, so have a look at his base um, before you jump into him. But that's the Bunnies and the Tigers. Uh, Benny, you want to take us through the Sharks and the Panthers? Yeah, mate. Um, as I said before, it's, big, uh, it's a game for the Sharks to prove 
that um, that the last two weeks can be repeated against quality opposition, opposition higher up the table. Um, Saturday games, we, Sharks don't mind a Saturday afternoon game. Actually, we usually get pretty well uh, in the daytime games. Um, look, as, as a Cronulla fan, I want this is where I want Johnson to show that he's back to where the money the money needs him to be. Basically, you spend the amount of cash that we did on him and we need him running the show out on that right-hand side. Um, so it'll see how, see how we go against Panthers. Um, and then as a, the Panthers are looking to roll on and, you know, Eels have got a tough game against the Knights this week. Um, so and if the Panthers can get up over Cronulla here, they might they might end up on top of the table. Uh, as for changes, Cronulla were, lost Moylan again. This fucking bloke, man. It's so it's hard good, to watch. <laughs> oh, it is good. It is good. But as, as I said to you boys, his salary is two real good um, backline players, sent, like center three quarters, yeah. every day of the week. Like we could have two real good centers, centers or wingers in place of Moylan, and it's and he's he's barely walked on the field for us. He plays for a week and then he gets injured. It's fucking frustrating. But anyway. Um, his his out pushes Dugan back to fullback, and uh, Bryson Goodwin goes into the centres, and Mulatalo makes a pretty timely return from injury. Uh, we need him back because he's he's been he was always pretty good on the wing. Now, note that he has taken Katoa's wing outside Jesse Ramian, and Katoa's switched to the other side. So Katoa owners. Maybe yeah, I reckon, watch I reckon that. they switch that. They'll they switch might that switch that back, but if they don't, yeah. um, Mulatalo could be. A, a handy pickup. Um, other than that, uh, we're pretty well one to seventeen. Kennedy and Nana McDonald have been named on the extended bench. Uh, something to keep an eye on as well. But I don't think they're going to come in. I like Kennedy at fullback better than Dugan, but it is what it is. I, I don't think Johnny Morris is going to change that. I think he's he's a little bit swayed by the personalities in the team. To be honest, uh, uh, that's that's a oh really? Oh mate, I'm putting, uh, I'm taking Dugan. I'm taking Dugan at fullback really? any day of the week. Dugan will bounce back this week. Like I think a bit of the shuffling, and don't forget last week. Uh, what was it, forty-four to twelve or something? Forty to um, ten, you know, yeah. Forty to ten, nine tries or something in the game. The ball wasn't in play a hell of a lot. Could Dugan have got a bit more involved? Yeah, absolutely. But he was switched back there late, and when. Uh, Johnson, uh, when Moylan went off and Johnson and Townsend took the ball a little bit more, they were playing flat. They weren't playing out the back to him. So I reckon he has a better game this week and they'll plan for it a little bit more. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I guess we'll see. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to be a tough game anyway uh, for him. Like, if he doesn't play well against the Panthers, I, I probably can't hate on him too much. I mean, it is Penny and they are playing pretty well at the moment. So I guess we'll just see how he goes. Um, as the Panthers changes... Pretty big hit for the tall owners. He was he was playing pretty well, and now he's out for for eight weeks, possibly with a grade three syndesmosis. Um, so that's a massive hit for for you, mate. To be honest, mm, few few Moses injuries around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, Lukey and I were talking about it, and the, this this style of tackle um, where blokes are hitting hitting around the ass and then dropping down, it's dropping down, and, yeah, it's knee and it's, ankle problems, hey. Oh man, it, it's it's frustrating to watch. You know, Hopper got done with it, uh, Val got done with it, um, Tuo's got Gula, done with it. Gula. Yep. Yeah, like there's, there's, every, every round someone's going down with these injuries and I think they've got to do something about it. And, and this is a perfect opportunity for them to bring in, um, to take the wrestle out of it by saying, if you're not the first tackler in, you can't go low. Yeah. 
that that's it. If you're not the first tackler in, you can't go low. Um, and yeah, the two up high, I've just got to deal with it. That you can still take a bloke down having two blokes up top. Oh, mate, any of the, most of these tackles, like maybe not every single one, a bloke like Tamalolo, who's got that leg drive, you really need to wrap up his legs. But most of these tackles are completed when these blokes dive in like that and hit them around the hips and drop down. And I don't think there's any need to drop down to their, their knees and ankles. Hit them around the hips and they're generally falling over anyway. Well, actually, on a flip to that, I've just been having to think about it. If we're encouraging people to tackle low first, are we going to open ourselves up to more concussions? Because juniors come through nowadays and aren't taught to tackle low yeah, first up. Not. So, you know, I guess it's six of one, half a dozen of the other, really. It's a tough situation. And, and you look at the other side of it, look what happened to Boyd Cordner. Like, it wasn't a knee injury, but he had two blokes up top and he had he he had no no way to brace himself. They they broke his legs, and they just slammed him on his back. He had two blokes trying to get him down. I, I just think it's it's just I, I wouldn't mind if if the third man in wanted to lift a leg a little bit, but to go in and tackle, I just think it's it's yeah it's too risky at the moment. So yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, the, the um, tour owners uh, tour owner being, being out uh, brings Brent Naden uh, to take his wing spot. But other than that, they're one to seventeen. Um, captaincies, vice captaincies for this this game. It's still one of those ones that you could um, you run the loophole. So captaincy options for me would be Coruscant, uh maybe Cleary, JFH, uh, maybe Yo, and maybe Johnson. But that's really if you don't have any other options, and maybe your, your other captaincy options have played in the games beforehand. Um, vice captaincies, I'd be happy to throw it on uh, Mulatalo, Kikau, and Edwards. But Mulatalo only if he. Gets if he keeps that side of the the park. If he switches to the other side, probably Katoa. So it depends on who plays on Johnson's wing. Um, pickups again, Mulatalo if he stays on that side. Uh, Blake, Blake Braley if you need a hooker. Uh, I think he's finally finding a bit of confidence and hopefully he can get his running game up. But um, there's not a lot of good hookers out there at the moment. So he's he's going to knock you out 40, 45 odd in base. And at the moment, he's looking like he's got a pretty good ceiling. Um, Brent Naden's probably a free agency play too if you need a, a centre winger. In in deeper leagues, in I would deeper think, leagues, yeah, I don't like him too much on the wing. I'll tell you who I love this week is Kikau against yeah. Nakora, yep. Nakora and Johnson on that side. Um, obviously, they got they got Ramian on that side, who's a pretty good defender too. But I just like him running at Nakora and Johnson um, in this game. So. What's up, Benny? Lukey? Broncos yep. and Bulldogs. You got the dogs again, mate. I do. Every week they've moved time slots and I've still managed to get them. It's unbelievable. Um, so we've uh, prepared ourselves for a uh, gluttony of changes um, from the Broncos and they've not made one in the back line. Unbelievable. No. I, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't get it. I, I, look. You know what I heard? I heard that um, he, had a, he had a truth session with um, Milford and Boyd, and they promised to have a crack for him. What? Yep. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I read that oh, on a tweet, and fuck. it was like a reporter. I'll, I'll try and find it and pump it up because it was hilarious. I was reading it just going, wow, these guys have promised to have a crack. After six straight lo- losses, that was the catalyst. The, the sixth was the straw that broke their back, and now they've finally decided to have a crack. So, um, the uh, the only change for the Broncos is that um, Tavita Pangai Jr. 
starts at prop, and I think that's really good for them. They've got to do that. I think when you put a bloke like him on an edge, you kind of, I don't know, you change the mindset of a bloke like that, and realistically, he needs to play through the middle, get some offloads in the middle of the field, really open up um, the opposition defence. When he's on an edge, he's not getting the ball as much, and he can't really uh, sort of impact the defensive line from from there. So I really like him at prop, and I think his figures might, um, or his stats might go up. Um, and Corey Oates, your mate D-Lane, comes into the uh, the second row. So um, when I look at the bench... Um, Another 29 for Oatesy in the second row. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. I look at the bench and you've got Dearden who's going to play hooker, Flegler and Kennedy who are going to sub the props, and T.O. will probably give Carrigan a bit of a rest. So Oates might be in for some minutes here in the back row. So... Oh, it's against Canterbury. Uh, he's a centre winger playing in the second row. We've just said that that's the um, favourable sort of um, scenario there. Uh, he could be worth one week just to have a bit of a look because if they go well, this is the thing, as soon as they win, it's going to be like, we're sticking with this team. So if Corey Oates is in the back row, he's there till Fafita comes back. Um Mm. For the for the dogs, not much has changed except for uh, Luke Thompson comes in at 13. I think you'll find, though, Dean Britt on the bench will play a fair chunk of lock. And for that um, matter, I've got him as a pickup. I think uh, Thompson will probably play no more than 30 minutes. Um, I just don't know how you could. Um, he's just He hasn't played since March and, yeah, has no game time under his they belt. They still reckon he was the fittest in the English squad, though. So... I don't know. Yeah, I just don't think Dean Pay's going to throw him in big minutes for the first couple of weeks. At least won't be this week. Um, I think thirty. I reckon he won't get more than thirty minutes. So I don't think he'll be relevant super coach wise this week. But um, he's definitely worth a pick up. I just don't know why they don't put Nick Meaney at fullback. Nick Meaney's got a good passing game, man. He's and actually a, a pretty. Yeah, he's a pretty talented player, to be honest. I know he's small, but. At the end of the day, he's giving you an element that DWZ doesn't. And DWZ, he's proven every, he's not a fullback. He's just not a fullback. He's an elite winger, but he's not a fullback. So he he needs to be moved to where he can impact this team the best, and that's on the wing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Look, you're just touching quickly on your uh, Tavita Pangai chat there too. If you look at uh, the teams that are going really well in the competition at the moment, they've got a really, really good one-two punch in their front rowers. So you're talking about TKO, JWH, Saifidi, Clemmer. Uh, you're talking about Tamo, James Fisher-Harris as well. Um, Paulo, RCG. Paulo, RCG, absolutely. So I think it's, it's a little bit of a key ingredient to... Um, to having some success. So if you're a Bronco supporter, I think it's uh, you can be a bit optimistic about that move, I think. Yeah, definitely. And look, Staggs has been named on an extended bench. Uh, if he comes in, it's at the expense of Boyd. It may happen, but I reckon that he's he's probably a, a week away. Um, captaincy, vice-captaincies. Captains would be at this stage uh, Tolman, Haas and Carrigan if you're really short um, and I'd probably chuck a vice-captaincy um, throw on uh, RFM I think or um, Xavier Coates I reckon now uh, Staggs comes in for Izako Farnworth to the wing I don't think they drop Boyd if they were going to drop Boyd they would have dropped no, him no they won't drop Boyd yeah. it's fucking it's, it's shit like he should if Staggs comes in it should yeah, be Boyd fair. that's gone but it's not going to happen yeah 
Uh, so Raiders and Storm, 7.35 on Saturday night. Uh, the Storm do a number on the Raiders here because the Raiders are just playing awful football at the moment, even in their wins. And I think the Storm want a bit of revenge because I think that uh, probably wasn't a true indication of, of where they're at when they played uh, their first round after the break. Uh, for the Raiders, they've got some issues in the forwards. They've got a lot of injuries uh, at the moment. Uh, so they've, they've got a pretty weak bench as a result. Michael Oldfield, comes into the centres. Did he play in the centres the other night? Was he... He was named there, wasn't he? He played... Yeah, he did because he gave away... He he did something real stupid in the game, I remember. But um, no, he definitely played. Yep, okay. So, um, backline as per program from last week. Papali, hopefully he gets some more minutes now that they're a bit thin in the forwards. Hodgson, Louis, Hudson Young, Elliot Whitehead and... Harpenay round out the forward pack. Now, there's a, obviously a few uh, concerns over Whitehead. Um, he did a knee and played on. Uh, he has been named, so you can only hope as a Whitehead owner that it's nothing too serious. On the bench, Havili, uh, Kai O'Donnell, who I don't know too much about, Ryan Sutton and Jordan Rupana on the bench there. For the Storm, uh, Marion Seve comes in for Vunavalu, who's got a minor hamstring injury. Uh, Olam and Momorowski um, are in the centres. I think Olam's lucky to be there, to be fair. I think once Branko Lee is probably fully fit, I don't know how you can keep playing Olam. He looks pretty underwhelming. Riley Jacks, Jerome Hughes, they may do the late switch here. I did read somewhere today that Cameron Smith will continue to play 5-8. So they may do the switch as they did last week and put Brandon Smith at hooker. I think it was fairly effective for them in the forwards. I don't know how well... uh, the appraisal would be of uh, Cameron Smith in the halves. He looked to struggle a little bit there too. Um, and then obviously you got Brendan Smith, Tino, Tom Eisenhuth and Nelson on the bench for the Storm. Uh, you're probably looking at captains um, at this stage unless you've got a real gun um, playing on the Sunday. Uh, look, probably for for the Raiders, uh, you might be able to look at Papali as an option here. Maybe Joe Tarpane uh, at lock. But for the Storm, um, you could probably, depending on what happens with Smith, because he only knocked out a 54 if he was at six last week. Um, but if he's at nine, you can look at chucking the captaincy on him in this one. So that's that's the Raiders and the Storm. Uh, Benny, Knights and Eels. Yeah, pretty keen to look forward to this one. Like, it's a... Uh... Should be a cracker of a game. Like, as I said earlier, a couple of weeks ago, um, I think Newcastle were better. Uh, so hopefully they can sort of get back to, to where they were a few weeks back and, um, and and put it to the Eels here. But it should should be a really good game. Um, changes. Edric Lee broke his arm early on in the game last week, which is a big loss for Newcastle because he's actually been really fucking good this year. And super coach-wise too, he's been really solid. Uh, but that sees Tex Hoy take his spot on the wing, which is a strange spot for Tex Hoy. He's not a winger. So, uh, yeah, see how he goes out there. He wasn't too bad last week, but yeah, he's, he's no winger, that's for sure. Uh, they definitely they definitely was a target in the air. Um, but this, this goes back to the whole um, match fitness versus, you know, like we could bring in a, a Tao Tao Moga, but Tex Hoy's been on our bench and yeah, playing yep. at least 20 minutes every week. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, Sione Matadi is out with the head knock from last week. Um, another head knock. So that bloke's like borderline Luke Keery shit. So surely he's starting to look at some some problems from taking so many head knocks. But um, 
Aiden Guerra comes into the starting lineup for him. Otherwise, they're, they're one to seventeen. I think Stafford Toa comes onto the bench for for Guerra. Uh, as for the Eels, Nathan Brown's back thirteen. Um, pushes near Corey to the bench. Kafusi and Ray Stone drop out, and um, what's his name? Utikamanu joins the joins the interchange. So uh, he was he was pretty good in his first game. He's not super coach relevant, but he looked all right. Um, that's a that's a great effort on that last name, mate. Sorry, man. I, I did my best. I did my best. Oh, to his good effort. Um, Captaincies, vice captaincies in this game. Um, you're probably looking at just flat out captaincies here. Uh, yeah, Ponga, Clemmer, Sevo, Gutho, and Madison. Uh, your longer shots. If you need a bit of a hail mary on a Sunday afternoon to maybe win you a game, you could you could throw it on either of the Browns, Dylan or Nathan. Uh, you could throw it on Jai Field. He had a pretty good game last week. He looked sharp. Uh, Jennings or, or Brabham Best as well. We are we are so injury depleted. Um, the eels should just roll over us here. Uh, they they uh, should, just, yeah. And and it, it's in blokes like Matadi and stuff. And when they're coming off the bench um, or in that, they're just solid. And so now we've had to put all our bench depth into our uh, our starting pack. We're gonna it's gonna hurt us at the back end of games with blokes like Basami Solo and Brody Jones coming on, and they're not really, you know, tested. Uh, first grade and so yeah we, we will probably struggle in this one unfortunately we need uh, Mitch Barnett back pretty quick so um, pick up pickups wise if if Connor Watson still someone's dropped him I, I dropped him so there's every chance he's been dropped in other leagues it might be a stash if you've got the room there um, as a hooker backup because if he gets a running 13 roll and spells SESE his upside is just ridiculous. We know that. Um, yep. He may only have a 30, 25 to 30 point base, but, you know, if, if you're running, I'm running at the moment a, a 30 point base hooker, 35 point base hooker now that Kerrit Holland's playing on the bench for the dogs. So I'm kind of like Connor Watson's an option for myself because of his ceiling. Um, he's probably might be a couple of weeks away yet, but yeah, it's uh, definitely one to keep an eye on if you've got room to stash him. Uh, Lukey. Dragons, Eagles. So this is the last game of the round. Um, Dragons versus Eagles. It should be a tight one. Actually. The Eagles have got enough injuries just to sort of bring them back to the level of the Dragons. And I've sort of put a few. Um, well, they weren't great last week anyway. So, um, yeah. And then obviously Cronulla the week before. So I see it being a pretty close match. Um for the, uh, the the Dragons, Hunt starts at nine, which is a very odd one for me, and McInnes goes to, to 13 um, with Merrin um, moving to the bench. Tarek Sims is back, which is uh, good for Tarek Sims' owners. I think that um, he should uh, he should be able to churn out some points. I think he was a bit lackluster before his injury, but I think he, he'll come back and uh, <clears throat> do some damage. Uh, obviously, for the uh, Sea Eagles, uh, Fanua Blake... Uh, is missing for two and what will probably be three weeks now because uh, they play the North Queensland Cowboys the week after his suspension and obviously he hasn't had the flu jab so under the uh, agreement with the NRL he's not allowed to come into Queensland so AFB owners you're missing him for three weeks so plan for that um, still no change in terms of the Garrick fullback situation he's held that um, position um, I still didn't think it was great last weekend he was improved without being uh, uh, decent um, 
Sean Kepi, I think that he probably sees a fair few minutes at uh, front row and he seemed to do pretty well in that Canberra match in the front row when he got extended minutes. So he could be one to, to keep an eye on for the next three weeks. Um, Cade Custer's been named on the bench. Um, he, he could come in and have a bit of an impact again. I also see that Corey Waddell's in the reserves. I think he comes in for Morgan Boyle. Um, so he might see a few more minutes in that regard. You're only playing captains at this point, um, and you'd be going McInnes, DCE, Gerbo, or at a stretch, Ciro. Maybe Tapao. Now, he'll probably play bigger minutes now that AFB But he didn't, he didn't in the first two weeks. Remember, AFB was missing, and, and Tapao didn't really play an increased role. A role. I didn't find he wasn't huge. You got to you got to think he does there. That that the front row stocks are pretty ordinary. You got to think he plays at least 55, 60 minutes here. Not a day's favourite. Just yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyway, all good. All right, lads. That's our team list. Let's jump into our pickups for the week. So, Benny, um, hit us with your three pickups, mate. Yeah, mate. Um, as we spoke about before, Ryan Hall's my number one. Needs to be needs to be taken. Um, my second will be Luke Thompson. Uh, Lukey, as Lukey said, he might not get the minutes this week, but I believe after a couple of games, he's getting 55-plus minutes. Um, and my third will be Orbo, at least for this week. And and if they start resting Cordner, he's going to be a play every time Cordner gets a rest. Yep, yep, without a doubt, without a doubt. Good one. Lukey? Um, I had Ryan Hall. Um, he's obviously going to be on most of our lists, I'd say. Um, the other one I had was Dean Britt for this week as a possibly one to two week play. I think that he'll get the lion's share of the minutes over Thompson. Um, and I think uh, Andrew Fafida is uh, is worth a pick up. I think he is coming into form and he's got good attacking stats. He's not reliant on base. Um, so that, that that's really good. You play him as a second front rower and I think he uh, does a job for you. Yep. Yeah, good one. Good one. Uh, well, I've got, uh, obviously, Ryan Hall as well. I just think it's you, you can't knock that. And with the uh, centre winger pool being pretty shallow, uh, I'll, I'll uh, go with you and Aiken too as a play uh, this week. So I think they're high waiver priorities, both of those guys, and got fairly good matchups this week. Even you and Aiken against the Sea Eagles, I think, could potentially do something. And then um, I think uh, Aiden Guerra is probably not a bad play this week. Um, he'll get 80 minutes on that on that edge. So, and he probably has it for a couple of weeks because, as you were saying, Benny, I think Sione Matt's in for a few few weeks off to to try and get rid of the dizzies. Um, so Guerra could see uh, see some minutes, and we got the bunnies next week as well. So might be a half decent play. So uh, there's just another one I want to touch on too. If blokes haven't picked him up, and he's he's still on ours as well, and that's Tavita Funa. He's just been knocking out 55s every week, going about his job, scoring a try. So if you need a centre wing, it's probably not a bad matchup against the Dragons this week too. Yep, absolutely, mate. Not a bad play at all. Um, he seems to be consistently, um, you know, a bit of a target for the guys. And he's got pretty good yardage work and stuff as well. So not a bad play. All right, lads, that's our priority pickups for the week. Let's jump into the swap meet. Want to trade? Nah. Why not? I like mine better. Traded. To the motherfucking swap meet. All right, lads, uh, let's run quickly through our buy, sells, and holds. Benny, who have you got as a buy? Um, this week, i got Val Holmes. I think the switch to wing is going to put some owners off, and I, you can probably chase him. I don't think it's going to last. 
he's, as we've spoken, he's a representative player. He, When he was playing fullback for Cronulla, he was probably one of the best in the NRL. Like, we know what he can do. Before the last week, like this week, he got a 32. Before that, he got a 38 and a 32 before his injury. So it's probably something you can play on and, and you might be able to get him cheap off the owner. Yep. Yep. Nice one. Agreed. Loki? Uh, I've got TPJ. Um, it'd probably even help if you could get in before the Broncos match up. Um, and you could possibly go at the owner saying, oh, he's playing front row now. He's not going to get 80, that sort of thing. But I think it's going to play in your favor. I think he'll actually generate more attack in the middle there. So I think you could buy him while he's low at the moment. And I think he'll probably see some quality minutes at that spot for the rest of the year. Yep. I agree. I agree, especially with the underperformance of, of, of Flegler as well. He's not uh, not really showing up. So, yep, good shout, that one. I'm going to go with Ben Hunt, actually. Um, and it may only be a, a one- or two-week play, but I like the idea of him starting at nine. Uh, I think the increased minutes, he still knocked out a 55 last week and he still keeps copping a bad rap. I don't think he's playing great footy. But him starting at nine, uh, getting some increased minutes uh, could be worth going at him. Uh, obviously playing him in the half, in the halves, there's obviously a few halves that are down at the moment, Moses being one. So if you're the Moses owner, maybe go at the Ben Hunt owner. He's as low as he could possibly get at the moment, I think. So yeah, he's a good buy for the moment. Benny, you got a sell? Um, there wasn't many sells this week. Now, I, I do have Adam Dewey. Now, I've had him here before, but it was a sell on a belief that he can't keep it up. He's proven he can, but his draw recently has been pretty favorable. He's had like Titans, Bulldogs. He's had a pretty easy draw. He only knocked out a 50 against Penrith. Um, and his draw coming up, he's playing a lot of like the Roosters, the Eels, the Storm. He's got a pretty tough draw for the rest of the season. I think if you can sell him on his current average and get one or two really good players of, of, this, of a similar average, you know, around about a 60 here. I think he's averaging nearly 70 uh, at the moment. So, I think if you can sell him on that average, you're going to make, you're going to be be good. Oh, I'm pretty sure he's going to be, I reckon he'll be under a 60 average by the end of the year. Dual position too. Yeah. So to- he, he, he's someone you can, someone you can really, really use. His current average is a bit inflated, I think, for from the teams they've played and the draws they've had at the start of the season. Yep, nice one, nice one. Lukey? Yep, well, I'm doing this uh, for the listeners, not for myself, because I'm sort of bobbing myself in here, but myself of the week is Tohu Harris. He's um, obviously having him in my side, but I just think that um, Jason Bunger back and he'll, he'll sort of come into it a lot more um, minutes-wise. I think that means that uh, Tohu's going to be stuck on that edge, and I reckon that's probably 10 points a game. Um, maybe a little bit more, sort of 10 to 12 points a game, which brings him down into sort of the, the 60s, the low 60s, which is still good and you still pay him every week, obviously. But I um, I think that you can probably sell him on the back of the 80s and high 70s he's been knocking out and try and get something that's, uh, that's going to uh, consistently perform for you. So, yeah, Toby Harris myself. Yep, fair call. Oh, look, I, I didn't have too many on the sell this week, uh, but I think I've got to re-emphasize the uh, the dry arrow piece because, again, on the weekend, I think he played 40 minutes, uh, played the first 30, and they didn't bring him back on until 10 minutes to go. Um, and in that game, I thought he could have had a really big impact. So dry arrow owners need to, to look at selling. Um, it's probably two or three weeks too late, to be fair, uh, but you can only hope that he busts out a decent score against the Warriors this week and then, uh, yeah, give him the flick. Benny, any holds? 
Yeah, I just had Joey Manu. Uh, he only knocked out a, a 20-odd this week, and we saw him knock a 94 out at fullback. You just don't want to get down on him in the centers. I think he's, he, we've seen what he does when the time comes to the end of the year, finals time. He plays better footy, and I think he's going to get more ball in a few games. I think, um, I don't know, I can just see him, see him ramping it up again and, and starting to knock out those 60s like he was every week uh, at the, the back end of last year as well. Yep, let's hope so because I've got him. So let's <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. Lukey, who have you got as your hold, mate? Um, I've got Josh Dugan. Um, I think that, you know, he's knocked out a few sub-20 scores this year, but I think um, the move to fullback should be a positive one for him and it might take him a couple of weeks to get into it and that's why I think it's a hold because if you've got a fullback that you can play in your centre wings, I don't think you'd be playing him at fullback unless you're in a real deep league and you've just got nothing. If you play him in your centre wings, I think he, you know they've got a really good run coming up Cronulla. So if he can sort of cement that position, I think he sort of comes into about 50 averages, to be honest, with his carrybacks. The game on the weekend, the Titans weren't kicking a lot and there wasn't a lot of ball in play. So there wasn't an opportunity for him to sort of rack up stats. But I think with Penrith this week, Cleary will be kicking a lot. Um, if Cronulla can compete in the game, then there'll be opportunities for, for Dugan. Fair call. Uh, just on the back of that too, my hold is Wade Graham. Uh, Luki, you touched on the edges for the for the Sharks last week and um, had a bit of banter or had a bit of dialogue with a bloke on Twitter over the weekend about how their left side had gone to shit. Well, that was directly a result of Matt Moylan uh, doing what he did because the minute he went off, Townsend and Wade Graham kind of unlocked that left side and they looked really good. Uh, so obviously, if he's not carrying an injury, uh, just hold on to him because I think that they start to come into it a little bit more on that left side. So Wade Graham's my hold for the week. Uh, any trades in the comp this week? Lukey, you had a bit of success tonight, mate. Yeah, well, this one is another one that's sort of been on the table for a few weeks. We've sort of been on and off again from each side, but I um, I traded uh, Katoni Staggs for Patrick Carrigan. Um, it's probably, I don't know, a fairly even trade. Um, he, the, play, the player, um, Holmes Boys, the coach, he was looking for a centre winger. He was sniffing around the Tupu owner earlier in the week, um, and so I sort of put the trade back to him that, that we had on the table a few weeks ago um, and he was keen so it was just a, a, a swap to Carrigan I know that Carrigan's minutes will drop when Fafita comes back but I don't think it'll be that significant and I'll still be able to run him as my second front row which he's dual he's front row second row which which was a, another appealing a, a factor for me um, and so he, he's a, a second in our comp and I think he's, he's short of centre wingers, so for him, he sort of saw Stags as someone who could be his number one or two centre winger and real real high top end if Broncos can get it going again. Nice one. All right, well, we'll jump into a new section. Obviously, we put it out to our, our listeners and our Twitter followers during the week uh, that we'd run some uh, some listener questions. So, uh, Lukey, I might throw over to you here, mate, and um, yeah, run us through our listener questions that we've got for this week. What do you want? What do you want? Answer the question. Answer the question, Claire. Yep, so um, it's a new segment. So we've only got four questions this week that we'll touch on, but um, hopefully we'll get a bit of uh, traction and um, by all means, fire through your questions at any stage during the uh, during the week. If it's before the potty, we'll probably try and answer it on the potty. Um, but if it's after the potty, we'll obviously get to you as soon as we can. Um, so we've got uh, three anonymous questions and uh, 
One, the first one that came from um, Kane Anderson on Twitter, or Dr. K Ando. He's asked, what is the priority um, centre wing pick out of this five? Aitken, Mormalo, Paul, Suli, and Momorowski. And I think that we've all answered that one with same yeah. <laughs> Ryan Hall. <laughs> Without a doubt, Hall. Yeah, I, I think we've answered that one there pretty um convincingly so we've got an anonymous one um which is the same sort of thing there ryan hall worth a shot on the waivers um i made the pick um don't know and i know i won't get the main guys well guess what champ you're not getting the main guy hall is the main guy so you're not getting him at eight either look at eight at eight you're probably worth a shot at you and aitken um, I, I, I think so. You and Aitken, um, uh, Coates, if he's still on there, yeah, and and maybe an Orbo too. I, yeah, I'd, I'd probably probably yeah, yeah Orbo, Orbo, Orbo and Eighth Waiver for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. All right, uh, another anonymous one. Um, should I burn a waiver on any of the Canberra forwards due for increased minutes this week? If Hudson Young hasn't been taken, then yes, I believe he Hudson, would be the, yeah. uh, he'd be the, He'd be the only, only one. one. Um, Havili, Sutton, and Louie, I reckon, is probably the only ones he's referring to. I, I wouldn't be burning waivers on any of those guys until you see what the minutes breakdown is. No. Um, Fair. I'd, uh, but that's also assuming that Tarpany's already owned. Should be. Yep. Yeah, right. the, other, the other piece to that, too, might be that um, uh, Papali might be a bit of a buy this week. Because if he's going to get some increased minutes, the last couple, like last week, he was benched and he got like 53 in limited minutes. So if you've got a disheartened Papali owner in your league, might be a chance to go at him because I think he probably plays some, some extra minutes here. Um, could be could be worth a look at anyway. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, definitely. And you could probably um, put in someone who's not as a proven performer who's probably getting some good front row minutes like a Tom Burgess or something like that with something um, to get for Pali. I think that's not a bad option at all. Yep. All right, last question is, uh, should I, my two captaincy options are Crichton or Nofaluma. Should I captain Crichton versus Cowboys and Nofaluma versus the Bunnies? Crichton, I think, personally. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, what did Nofa do on the weekend? He didn't do too much, did he? No, I don't think so. I can't actually remember what it was he did, but I remember him and Kikau because that was a moment in the – that was one of my um, – the better moments of the weekend was the game between Penrith and the Tigers because Kikau and Noffa didn't actually Noffa, do too much. Noffa had a, had a 40. Yeah. Yeah, is he a flat-track bully, Noffa? Oh, yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's got to be – Got to be Crichton. He seems to be putting up. Gussie's, good- Gussie's looking like the Crichton that he was at the Rabbitohs, to be honest. Oh, better. Better. I yeah, better. He's, he's looking real good. That's another reason why Joey Manu's not doing too well because Crichton's got sticky hands. Crichton went a good offload. Oh, I don't know, man. Remember Crichton threw that awesome ball? That was a fucking um, money it, ball. Yeah, he, he, he cut out Manu. Cut out Manu. <laughs> 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 I was like, just give it to Manu, man. He's got the flick here or something. He's got nut cutting. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, well. oh, that's the questions all wrapped up for this week. But again, we'll uh, keep firing them up. So you keep throwing them at us and we'll um, answer them on the potty or um, before your game. 
Yep, good stuff. And we had some pretty good uh, dialogue and interaction on the socials over the course of the week. So we'll keep pumping up the material and we, we really appreciate uh, the listens and the support that we're getting from you guys. So, yeah, good to see. Guys, that's it for, t- for tonight. Uh, we'll, we'll wrap things up here. Guys, don't forget to uh, catch us on our socials. You guys on MySpace or... So that's at uh, on Twitter is at HeadbinNRL and then on our Facebook page as well. Uh, as I said, we really appreciate the support there. Um, guys, we'll do do it all again this week. Benny, you and I are going at it this weekend. Um, yeah, good oh, luck, mate. Uh, I hope, should, you, hope you get a win, eh? We should know by about 10 o'clock on Thursday night whether <laughs> the game's over or not. <laughs> uh, have fun with Teddy, mate. Yeah. I hope you watch him. Just watch him. Yeah, it's just disgusting. Um, so, yeah, all good. Loki, we'll uh, catch you next week too, mate. Yeah, mate. All good, boys. Catch us later. Cheers, boys.